City of Heroes podcast special episode. Number infinity. <laughs> Number Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the City of Heroes podcast, a resource for the casual heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. Opportunity to sit down with Mr. T. Morris of many, many things. Yes. <laughs> Who literally wrote the book on podcasting and Twitter and Twitter and <laughs> and writing fiction, survival guide. Oh, right. <laughs> we had a nice evening with Mr. Morris, and we got to discussing the Watchmen since it's freshly launched on DVD and Blu-ray and Blu-ray. And he suggested, and we thought it was a damn fine suggestion to sit down and talk about it since you know heroes superheroes watchmen together dark heroes the whole thing (laughs) so we just we started chatting on the mic and it ended up a bit long (laughs) as most of our geeky discussions end up being we tend to run on a little well we talk about watchmen we talk about batman we talk about superman we talk about justice league the Incredibles. I mean, we Clint range Eastwood. far. Clint Eastwood, <laughs> Chuck Norris. We range far and wide. But we do want to say, I insist that we say at the very beginning, mm-hmm. don't listen to this with your kids. <laughs> yeah. There's the few F-bombs. There's a, some colorful language. Yes. So we are giving you full warning. Mm-hmm. It's not like listening to culture cast if you've listened to that podcast it's like an f-bomb every four seconds starting at the minus two second mark <laughs> so it's not like that but just we, now and then now and then we drop the f-bomb say a few things that might have the kids go smurf what <laughs> might cause some interesting conversations right at the unless you're ready to have that i know <laughs> <laughs> so consider yourself warned we're tagging this explicit yes and it's probably not going to be as explicit as some of you would like. It's not going to be yeah, really, really yeah. racy. It's just conversational. So That'll come in the blooper reel. Oh, and and there is talk of <laughs> superhero prawn. Yes. <laughs> and warning number two. Mm. It's spoilerific. Oh, yeah. This We discuss things. We discuss plot. We discuss endings. Right. So the assumption is everybody's already seen or doesn't care if it gets spoiled. We discuss the graphic novel Watchmen. We discuss Mm -hmm. the movie release of Watchmen. And Chooch and I haven't read it, as we've said before. Mm -hmm. So we were really excited to have Mr. T. Morris because Mm -hmm. he's read it many times Mm -hmm. and reread it before seeing the film and is very amped up. Mm -hmm. He, He... Actually, he he pretty much shames us with our with our <laughs> comic book foo. Right, we has none no. compared yeah. to Mr. Morris. So, <laughs> and he will be the first to say that he's no expert, but right. he does enjoy him some comics. So, yeah. we are releasing this as more or less a straight, just the conversation. So, yeah. there's very minimal editing, 
and there's not going to be anything after. So, right. It's just the conversation. Yeah, we we touch on City of Heroes stuff. He he's never played. Mm-hmm. He's always had an interest, but he's yeah. never played. So we talk on we talk about City of Heroes stuff, but Some it's of the no. Features and... Yeah, it's more like what you would tell a friend if they never played, which is what we yeah. were doing. Right. Hopefully, you guys enjoy the discussion. We look forward to. I actually am looking forward to see any comments or feedback on this. But I'm curious, as always, to hear other people's opinions. Yeah. So, hope y'all enjoy. Hey everybody, Chooch here. This is Viv. And we've got a special guest with us in the studios. Hi everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a mystery guest. We could do a... Oh, it's not live. <laughs> yeah, that probably wouldn't work. No, that wouldn't work. No, no, I don't no. think that anybody would time, appreciate time, that. Time shift fail. Right. <laughs> well, we have kidnapped T. Morris, author extraordinaire, podcaster extraordinaire, Tweeter extraordinaire. Kidnapped? We've, I think we've, I put you guys up to this, if I remember correctly. <laughs> we drugged him with with cheeseburger goodness. Good God. Oh. Ale goodness. And now oh we've got him God. in front of the microphone. Twisted the, his arm. The, 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 the sound you hear, the, 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 hang on a minute. I think, I, think, uh, I, think, I think the sound you might be hearing might, might sound something like this. Hold on a second. This, the, the sound you hear? That's my arteries. <laughs> That's my arteries after after uh, I didn't want this catalog. No, no, no. That's <laughs> what the internet's for. Uh, but yeah, th- that's my arteries after having this. What was it? A grilled cheese sandwich, bacon cheeseburger. It was an Angus <laughs> burger between two grilled cheese sandwiches yes. with bacon. With bacon. With bacon. Because everything's better with bacon. <laughs> yes, thick and nice bacon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so if 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 T's alive tomorrow, it's no thanks to us. <laughs> As we were having dinner, we started uh, discussing that the Watchmen were just was just coming out the DVD launch. Actually, yeah, it it, it launched uh, this week. Uh, it is now available on Apple TV as a uh, director's cut download, and uh-huh. I believe in two weeks it will be available for rental. I'm assuming that's when you'll really? be able to get the the HD uh, the HD rental, which quite honestly. I can't tell the difference on my Apple TV between uh, between SD and HD. Okay. I cannot tell the difference. Wow. I got I we we um we rented the Incredible Hulk, uh, the Royal We. Hello! <laughs> uh, I rented the Incredible okay, so that's Hulk. That's the Ed Norton. Exactly. Yeah, the Ed Nor- okay. the good one. The good yeah. one. Right. <laughs> not the not Angley, the Ang Lee yeah. fail version <laughs> with Eric. I'm the human break of acting Banna. Uh. Um, but um, but no, we we uh, um, uh, and there's the we again. But I I rented the Incredible Hulk, and I rented the Incredible Hulk in HD because I wanted to see something with a lot of special effects. Yeah. And uh, and thanks, Kaylee. I thought the same way when I saw Hulk too by Ang Lee. Um, and and then um, I rented. Actually, I bought uh, Batman. Uh, I'm sorry, The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. and that was only offered in uh, in standard definition, not high definition. Okay. I could not tell the difference. Wow. I could not tell the difference. I mean, it was it was beautiful on my on my screen. It looked beautiful on Apple TV. I was going to say. So you mean Apple's lying about their age? No. I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I think the entire industry is lying about HD. To be yeah. honest with you, because I just I'm looking at I'm going okay. I'm waiting for for I'm waiting for stuff to come leaping off the, mm-hmm. the screen, and it's not happening. But it's it looks it looks awful darn pretty. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I, I mean now I heard somebody say that if you use the HDMI cables with Apple TV mm. and you plug it into your to your HD uh, um, your HD television. Mm-hmm. 
there's an there's an automatic up converter. What kind of cables are you using now? Geek moment. I'm, I'm, yeah, geek moment. Uh, I'm using I'm using the HDMI cables, and I'm using okay. uh, I'm, I'm using HDMI from Apple from, from Apple TV directly into the uh, into the uh, uh, the HD uh, um, uh, television, which I have, which it's it's like a, it's it's an Olivia or Livia or starts with an mm. O. It looks very Swedish, <laughs> um, but whatever the case, it's uh, it, it gives me beautiful it gives me beautiful picture. Yeah. Um, I also got uh, the HD versions of Casino Royale and um, Quantum of Solace. Yeah. And again, it looks great, but I can't tell the difference between that and The Dark Knight. Got hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, wow. But well, whatever the case. It's probably a testament to his up converter. That yeah, that, really that's good. what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. But, uh, but yeah, uh, so we... Um, uh, so we got we got we got to talk about Watchmen, and I thought you know that'd be a really good uh, a really good topic for the City of Heroes podcast, the Parsec nominated <gasps> City of Heroes podcast. We yes. made the shortlist finalist. Sorry, Parsec <laughs> finalist. Yes, for the second year in a row. There you go. Yeah, you're in good company. You're yeah. in good company. I tell you. That's awesome. Tay awesome. Tay awesome. <laughs> yeah, since it is superheroes, and it's that was a contentious movie from the beginning yeah. as to whether they were going to pull it off. Oh, or... yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you asked Alan Moore who had his name <laughs> unceremoniously ripped away from the from the credits, yeah, putz. Uh, you know, I mean, um, yeah, you, you, he'll probably tell you that they still didn't pull it off. Um, mm. I give Zack Snyder a lot of credit. I think this movie, I, I still argue, I have seen, I have seen uh, the Star Trek reboot, mm-hmm. uh, Terminator Salvation, uh, saw Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince last night, and uh, quite honestly, I still think the best movie I have seen all quote unquote summer, mm-hmm. all summer long, has been Watchmen. Well, and you say uh, that with some authority because you have read the graphic novel. Yeah. Now, did you read it when it came out? I or read, afterwards. I read the graphic novel in college. Okay. Repeatedly, mm-hmm. uh, it was it was one of two graphic novels that I would if I was bored. And in Harrisonburg, when before the days of cable on campus, <laughs> you know that happened a lot. Yeah. So you happen to have a, a you know a wide variety, and and there was you know the graphic novel section of our of our quote unquote library, mm-hmm. and the two that I always went back to my 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 roommate Paul Lord, yeah Paul Lord, he was he was he was actually the guy who got me into the graphic novels. You know, he, oh, okay. he actually introduced me to Batman Arkham Asylum. He introduced uh-huh. me to V for Vendetta, and he and he introduced me to Watchmen. And that was one that we just went back to. Oh, I went back to over and over again was Watchmen. And um, before Watchmen went out, a friend of the podcast, Command Line, mm-hmm. he loaned me his copy of Watchmen. And the biggest thing that I think that that, that Watchmen had the problem that was going to have the biggest hurdle was going to be um, the the material was so dated. Mm. Um, if you're if you're not a child of the Cold War, you know you would have yeah. read this and go, huh. Well, that's interesting, and it's right. like no. When you're living it, yeah, <laughs> it's an entirely different situation, and oh, yeah. um, and and I I I think that uh, you know for for, for the, the material being as dated as it was, uh, Snyder just pulled it off seamlessly. I think a lot of it had to do with the opening segment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the flashback sequence is just brilliant, just just lovely, and. Uh, the reason why I think Watchmen is actually the best film I've seen all year, and, and I still think it, it holds up, was I was on a trip from uh, uh, New Zealand mm-hmm. to the United States back in June, and one of the things that they do on Air New Zealand flights is they give you your own little personal entertainment center, mm-hmm. and it's just 
chocked full of movies. Oh, cool. Well, one of the one of the movies I decided to pull out and watch again was Watchmen. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now it's been chopped up because mm. there were some saucy scenes oh, in yes. Watchmen. <laughs> um, the giant blue dome. Yes, yes. The 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 the, <laughs> the, the, the you know sapphire dildo of death. Um, but uh, it's smurftastic. Yes, yeah, smurf. <laughs> Dear, no, no, I'm having these naughty thoughts. Yes, <laughs> I'm Doctor Manhattan. Call me or look me up on the web at drmanhattanschlong.com. But um, um, but for being on a small screen and being chopped up, it wound up standing up. To, pardon the pun with Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> uh, it, it wound up. It wound up uh, holding up really well. Mm. And um, and I, I, I and I, I you know. Uh, as big as the controversy is about people saying, well, he, you know, could he pull it off? Could he pull mm. it off? Um, I think what became even bigger uh, controversy surrounding Watchmen, at least in our circles, was they changed the ending. Right, right. Um, did we want to be spoilerific and, uh, and and talk about the ending? or did we It's wanna, been I out so long. So. All right. Yeah. I feel like that... Especially the, our listeners are comic book people. They're they've hero, already seen superhero it. people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure okay. Well it. then, well then, what you know what we're talking about is the giant squid versus pinning it on Doctor Manhattan, and yeah. I think this might be one. Well, you know, a lot of people are going. Well, that's why Alan Moore took his name off because you know. They, they, well, they now let's back it. up a little bit okay. more because some of our listeners are younger generation. They may not have read Watchmen, kind of like we never read Watchmen. Yeah. <laughs> so explain what you're talking about. I've said All before, right. yeah, I'm not a comic book guy. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, which I find funny. <laughs> you know, it's the City of Heroes podcast. We're yeah. talking about a, 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 a an MMG. Is it MMG? MMO. MMO. See, that, I'm not big. a gamer. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're, you're, you're in an MMO about superheroes. Yeah. Right. You're not a comic book. That's because we spend the time yeah. playing, not reading the comic Bingo. books. But you're, you're you living know, the comic. We're books. living it. <laughs> I have always appreciated heroes in general. Yeah. Because being a child of the '80s, I grew up with Christopher Reeves' Superman. Yeah. Well, I loved those movies. Well, then I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Well, I did read comic books, very specific okay. little worlds of that I went into with comic books. Then I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Have you guys heard my erotica a la carte for no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> superhero prawn for the win. <laughs> We're gonna have to mark this one explicit. <laughs> I said prawn. I know. Okay. I understand. Yeah. But no, uh, no. For erotica a la carte, uh, I was asked to to do uh, something in Pip's kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what was really funny was that uh, the the uh, to, to, before we get back to Watchmen, let's talk yeah. about my superhero prawn. Um, well, you brought it up. Yeah, I did. To... Pardon the pun. Uh, so so anyway, so so uh, so so Pip Valentine has this uh, has this this terrific podcast that I think is it, it's ironic. She did it on a lark. She mm-hmm. did it as a writing. She really experiment. did. Yeah. And that actually made the short list for the parsecs. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, so good on you, Valentine. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so it's called Erotica a la Carte, and the way it works is that she will write an erotic story. Uh, it's got to be spec fic, of course, but as far as what goes in the story, that is uh, voted on by the listeners. Yep. Mm-hmm. Your well, choice from the menu. Yeah, you choose from the menu, and you put together your your uh, your your short story, and Pip makes it happen. And when. Uh, when I was up as a guest chef, um, the elements that that I got were government agency. Um, let's see, government agency. Give me a second. Um, you tweeted it. I'm trying yeah, to remember yeah, three elements: government agency. Oh, government agency, alternative history, 
and then tie me up, tie me down was that's the key. right. <laughs> so I'm so automatically a lot of people are going, oh, T's going to go X Files. Mm. He's going to go X Files because well, it's the X Files. Get it? Mm. Which is one of the reasons why I said, oh, I really don't want to do X Files right. yeah. because it's been done before. And then, and I just seen Watchmen. Mm. So the whole alternate history thing was very fresh in my mind, mm. and I thought, well, how can I do it but not make it a total ripoff of Watchmen? Mm-hmm. And what I did was I came up with this uh, this this erotica short story called Release Me, and uh, it was actually the first fiction that I had written since getting uh, into the whole thing with the Twitter books. Oh, mm. wow. Uh, and I knew that so I... So you really let loose. <laughs> well, you know, in the first draft, before I reached the end... I was already up to 9,000 words. Oh, and wow. Pip said, you cannot do that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, are you saying that you can't keep up with me? I've got too much endurance for a cart. But, but yes, I did manage to pare it down uh, for, for Pip's sake. And, um, and oh, for Pip's sake. Exactly. And, but, what, but, um, but it wound up being, the, the alternate history was is that uh, I, I make it in my, in my, in my story that uh, President Bush, after 9-11, becomes uh, a president for life. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's part of the Patriot Act. And uh, this is going to take, yeah. se- take several years after uh, 9-11. So by then, not only has he won the Iraqi war, but it is insinuated that he now has built even further into the Middle East to the point of where he has been dubbed emperor. Uh-huh. And so we're talking about the Imperial, the Imperial Alliance of America or something along <laughs> those lines. But anyway, so... <clears throat> So where this ties back in with superheroes is because I wanted to do something different and, I, and, and Watchmen was fresh in my head, I set it up that the government agency was the uh, Bureau of Devious and Sinister Matters, <laughs> BDSM. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, nice. uh, it's, what's really funny is that apparently the vicar can't listen to it. He's like, it's tea. Uh, oh, yeah. He, I heard that. He's reading, well, you know, it's tea. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I got to admit, that's, that's why I haven't I haven't listened to any of them because I know all of the guest chefs, and yeah. it's hard to make eye contact oh, after you go well, down that road. No, it's funny too because I had called into the GRD this weekly show, uh-huh. and I left this voicemail. And Vicar said something about "Ooh, Chooch is talking to us" or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, wait, wait, wait! It's you can't handle so listening to tea, but you'll hear Chooch. So how this all ties in with Watchmen uh, is, that, <laughs> is that yes, I actually read I actually read the the graphic novel in, um, in 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 college, and I've been a fan of it for years. And I think the biggest thing was the dated material behind it. Gotcha. Um, that being said, the other thing that I really had a tough time with wrapping my brain around, even when I was reading the Watchmen, was that in the end of the Watchmen. Spoiler alert. In the end of Watchmen, <laughs> the comic book, the graphic novel, yes, I'm going to call it a comic book. Get over it. That's what we is, call them is, back is, in yeah, the day. <laughs> is um, is that, that Osmandius basically creates this intensive uh, holographic reproduction that actually becomes real, but it's a giant squid that kills New York City. Mm-hmm. And uh, that actually galvanizes the world and gets people over the Cold War. Well, in uh, the in the movie version of The Watchmen, the attack on New York is not just on New York, but yeah. it's on New York, it's on Moscow, it's on London, it's in Beijing. It happens all around the world, and it's blamed on Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Now, the reason why I think that actually works better than the comic book is that throughout the comic book and throughout the movie, they are constantly building up 
Dr. Manhattan, Dr. Manhattan, right. Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. You know, he is the one thing that is keeping the Soviets from nuking us is Dr. Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And then Dr. Manhattan in the movie, the, the way the way that Osmandius frames him in, in the movie is that is that he insinuates that Dr. Manhattan made the choice. You know what? Humanity doesn't deserve to live. Neither right. side does. So he starts wiping out systematically all the major governments in the world that are players in the Cold War. And to me, logically, that makes perfect sense. That makes a lot more sense to me well, than a giant squid. And in the movie, I know they've got the the disconnect that he's getting as he gets further, yes. further away from humanity. And from what I understand, it's the same thing in the in the books. Same thing in the, the same thing so in the book. And they never really follow it really up on it. Really fits in. It's it's you know uh, to to give another modern a, a modern thing a modern thing of uh, build up build up build up and yet no follow up. Um, it's kind of what happened with another more. Uh, this one mean Ronald D. Uh, who at the mm. end of Galactica really didn't know what to do with Starbuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so we just had Kara 3's... Yeah. It was the right. one <laughs> issue I had. One it was the it was the only issue I really had about the finale. We yeah. were talking about the finale before we fired up the mics. I, I thought, okay, you mean to tell me that that's it? Yeah. Suddenly Kara's like, oh, it's time for me to go. Right. You know, and then poof, she disappears. She got because, her wings. Yeah, she got her wings. <laughs> just like you, Clarence. You know, come on. Come on. But I kind of knew Ronald Moore, Ronald D. Moore, kind of wrote himself into a corner there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, of course, he's making a lot more of it than I am, but that's beside <laughs> the point. Maybe that's what I need to do. I need to write a novel where I write myself into a corner and <laughs> boom, sci fi offers me a gig. There you Nobody go. So it's T in a corner. Sudden 80s flashback. Pardon me. <laughs> My brain hurts. <laughs> but, uh, but I think what, what's really cool about Watchmen, and, kind of, and, and I, I wanted to ask you guys, be, seeing. Seeing is the one thing that has held me back from City of Heroes from playing mm. it has been the fact that it wasn't available for the Mac until recently. Mm. Right. Yes, it in is. Fact, yeah. In fact, in fact, in fact, I remember when I was when I first met you guys, I talked about City of this City of Heroes game, and I just said, "Yeah, uh, um, they just won't make it for the Mac." And they said, "Well, they're 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 on it." Yeah. Right. I'm like, yeah, they've been on it for about three <laughs> yeah. years, and then finally, someone threw a switch, and oh, oh, we have it for yeah. the Mac. Yes. But um, but. My my question is: In the City of Heroes game, mm-hmm. are the heroes very black and white, or are they kind of the the Mer Lafferty, Adam Moore take where it's well, they're, they're slightly dysfunctional? Well, there's the thing within the dynamics of the game. There's two factions. So there's the the City of Villains, and they're clearly villains, and their missions are villain based. You're robbing people. You're doing stuff. And then you have the hero side. So that and you can play either one, right? You can play, you can play either, either one. one. That part's very That's black cool. and white. Now, of course. There's the whole role play element, so that mm-hmm. you have the elements to build your hero any way you want, with the powers you want. You can have assault rifles and stuff like that, even as a hero. Within certain, I mean, you, you're not wide open. Right. You pick your track and you follow. You make your choices yeah. within. But those you know, tracks. when you're chatting with people, like it's you, game. so you're going to personify whatever you want. Right. The new, they're doing going rogue. Going rogue, Ooh. which allows you to take characters and swap sides, and you do this chain of missions that leads you down a path, and at the end of the path, you decide. Oh, that's kind of. Am cool. I going to make yeah. that final jump or not? I get goosebumps when I think about. And if you make that final jump, you switch factions, or you can become a double agent and play both sides. Now, something I'm and that's new and coming. Now, that's so. something I was worried. Uh, I'm not worried, but but wondering about in the city of heroes. Do they have safeguards where you cannot? do copyrighted superheroes or yes, yes. okay they do i, I was yes. wondering if anybody was they'll wanting zing to you on names they won't zing you on costumes so um, you probably got a lot of rorschach rorschach wannabes with, and, well the pieces you know. that they make of it their their character customization is 
hands down phenomenal, amazing. People always come back yeah. to City of Heroes because they've got so many different body types, hair types, oh, I've seen costume that. types, I've seen things that. like it's that. Very cool. millions but within of that, you're not going to find an S, a Superman S, or a Spider Man. Right. You'll right. find spider logos because one of the one of the uh, villain factions is called Arachnos, so there's a lot of spider stuff mm-hmm. in the game. Right. Right. But you're not going to find those specific logos, yeah. so you're really limited. But then you see people get really creative, really creative in trying to make those. And then there was yeah. even a mod that somebody yeah, there's a mod you can download that replaces some of the graphic libraries, so uh, you can have a Spider Man, Superman. Uh, you can, but be only Wolverine. you see it. You're the only one that ah. sees it. And that's the great thing. You know those characters when you see them in public in yeah. the game. Because if you don't have the mod, they're fuchsia and orange yeah. and a, a But then if you've got the mod, you see, you see Spider Man. Yeah. So it's almost it's almost it's almost like the Easter egg or, or the, <laughs> right. the Easter egg loophole is <laughs> right, right. So see, I think it'd be more fun to see what 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 I bring this up because I don't know if you well, because you won't you aren't comic book geeks. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I don't, I do not claim to be a comic book geek. I actually claim to be a closet comic book geek mm-hmm. because I I do love me some comics, but you know, did I do I do I do I religiously go to a comic book store? Do I do I do I have episodes of Hellboy? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a part of me that still really appreciates comics. I mean, right. I, I mean, um, I, I I have no I have no I mean no do, no disrespect when I say it, but I think uh, Neil Gaiman's best work. Was when he did the Sandman. Sandman yeah. That that was one of the ones that I read. Uh, I read yeah. Grendel. I read Sandman. I read I love Sandman. Demon and that kind of stuff. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Love Sandman. Uh, in fact, the last comic that I was really tracking with, and I was it was sad to see uh, to see this organization go down. Was Cross Gen Comics actually had a pirate a pirate swashbuckler episode called uh, uh, or uh, I'm sorry uh, series. It was called blanking on it oh it was so but it was the artwork was absolutely mm. breathtaking mm-hmm. um el corazon that was mm. no no el corazon something like that or el el cazador el cazador uh-huh. and uh and it was just kick ass uh, they also corazon had a, will fix your elbows <laughs> yeah and uh but anyway so they, uh, exactly uh my comic book geek they went around um they went around um uh, um, uh, curing the world of uh, of cirrhosis, but anyway. So, uh, <laughs> but going back to going going back to uh, uh, going going back to the, the 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 backstory behind what the Watchmen what what eventually became the Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe at that time, yeah, I believe at that time Alan Moore had done something for DC Comics, and it was the story I told you guys about called the Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and and I'm sure that your listeners will say, "No, he's wrong. <laughs> that happened later." But you know, and that's okay. No, I'm not. I'm not look, I am one of those people. I'm a geek too. But we have to characterize ourselves somehow. Where's right now? Right now, Viv, right, right now, Viv has got this look on her face. She's just absolutely like, like. Don't mess with my listeners. <laughs> no, I'm not messing with your listeners. I'm one of those listeners. <laughs> but anyway, so but going back to, to what I was saying, that the, if, if, if he didn't do the killing joke before this, I know he did it, uh, well, it was either, it was very close in here, but basically he was under contract to do something with DC. Mm-hmm. And the killing joke sold very well. So they said, you know, well, we'd like for you to do something with the JLA. So he writes this story, and the creators of the JLA, or, or the people who are the producers of JLA, look at it, and they go... <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> You're not going to do this to Superman. You're not going to do this to Batman. What the hell are you thinking? Are you crazy? And of course, Alan Moore said, 
Yes. <laughs> but they instead say, okay, look, we love the story, but it's not JLA material. So Alan Moore goes goes back to this story, tweaks the heroes, and it became Watchmen. Oh. Wow. And you can see that because if you look at if you look at Rorschach, that's mm-hmm. the darker side of Batman. Mm-hmm. If you look at uh, Night Owl, that's the lighter side of Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at if you look at Doctor Manhattan, the unstoppable, detached superhero mm-hmm. that that nothing can seem to stop. Well, that's you know that's that that's Superman right there. Yeah. And then, of course, instead of Wonder Woman, we had Silk Spectre. You know, mm-hmm. so there were, there were all these. So he basically just took it and he just gave them their own spin. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, I and, and I, I and I believe again. I, if your listeners want to correct me, please do. But if I remember correctly, DC released it not under DC but under Vertigo, which was an mm-hmm. imprint of mm-hmm. DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it wound up being a runaway hit. I mean, people were calling it and still call it one of the most important works yeah. of 20th century literature. Yeah. yeah, which really threw people. I mean, uh, because you know, comic books were literature, and right. I'm like, well, you know what? That's why the Sandman. That's why Neil Gaiman won the World Fantasy Award. Bitches. Right. So you know, <laughs> that's what he says. Suddenly, after he won the award, yeah, they're now ineligible. Oh, oh, I love that story. <laughs> you know that the story was that after Gaiman won the short story category for actually my favorite, which was called A Midsummer Night's Dream, um, and, and uh, apparently the world fantasy uh, hoo-hahs got all up in arms. So that night, that very night, they rewrote the rules so a comic book <laughs> could never do that again. Wow! And um, and that was not. That far, far now. Of course, people are, are saying, "But he's Neil Gaiman," and I'm like, "Yeah, well, yeah, he was Neil." But back then, yeah. he, you know, he hadn't won a Hugo, and, and I really believe that was why when he won American Gods, he said in his acceptance speech, "But I'm not the type of person that's supposed to win a Hugo." Mm. <laughs> that's just my little personal theory. I could be wrong, but I'm yeah. just saying. Anyway, so so this so this this whole thing about you know you can't do that with the JLA eventually became the Watchmen, and and. Um. So so yeah, I I've always been. Uh, what I like about Watchmen is that it really was groundbreaking in that it made heroes extremely dysfunctional. Yeah. Uh, even more so than Marvel. Uh, and I mean Marvel has made it um a trademark of theirs because with DC you didn't really see dysfunctional heroes, but with Marvel from the yeah. get go. You know, you got these mutants. Yeah. And they're doing all these things to save the world, and yet the world's like, well, we don't want anything to do right. with you guys. Right. And so they're conflicted on the whole thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and I think that's, and there's this one, there's this great line in Watchmen um, where uh, the, um, uh, where, where Night Owl says, you know, what happened? What, you know, what happened uh, to, you know, I think he, I can't even remember what he said. I think he said, I can't remember if, it was like, if he actually said what happened to us. But um, uh, but comedian turns around and looks at him and says, "What happened? What happened in the American Dream? You're looking at it." Yeah. And he was just he had this, and that was the thing I was going to say about about Watchmen was there is not one weak performance in that movie. Yeah, absolutely. I heard a, I heard a lot of people criticize uh, the actress who was playing Silk Spectre, saying that she was just kind of long for the ride. And I said, "No, she kicked ass when she needed to." Yeah. Um, in fact, there's, yeah. a, there's a great there's a great little side story about about uh, the actor who played um, uh, he played Night Owl. Mm-hmm. Um, he was supposed to look if in, if you read the comic book, you'll see he really does look very podgy. You know, he, is, mm-hmm. he has a bit of a beer belly and all that stuff. And then Zack Snyder wanted that guy to to look that way, 
problem was he was on such a intense training routine for the fight sequences that were coming mm. at the end of the film. He kept burning off the calories. He kept right. trying. He should have had some of those burgers that I had. I that would have just made it. Everybody would... gains weight around us. Jeez. People should just come to us when they need to put on weight. Well, it's all the fine beer that you guys. Have. Right. But no, I mean, I mean, uh, but he couldn't. He really could not keep the weight on because of the, wow. the amount of calories he was burning. Um, but I, you know, you did not have one week performance. That yeah, I mean, yeah. particularly Rorschach. I thought the casting was phenomenal, and, it was. and it's that the, they weren't. Some of them were recognizable people, but they weren't superstars. Well, the ones that like were, that. quote, recognizable, mm-hmm. their appearances were altered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the the Carla Gugina, whatever, the the aged... Super, yeah. I can't remember the name. The aged Silk, so the older Silk Spectre. Silk Spectre 1. Yeah. Right. I said, I don't recognize. What was she, what was she in? She, well, one of the, she's been in a lot of yeah. movies. You're well, going to put me on the spot. I can't think of any. The TV series she was last, she was in Threshold. It was very short-lived. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. She was, the, the first thing I always remember See, the from only, is Polly Shore doing the. Oh, right, the, right, 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 right. Um, when oh. he's on the farm. Oh, son-in-law, uh, son-in-law. son-in-law. Yeah. son-in-law. <laughs> but they had her. They had old, older That's age makeup on her. <laughs> they, but yeah. they had old age, not old age, but you know, she was obviously yeah. the, older, middle aged. The only face that I recognize was Matt Fuhrer. Well, right. but you didn't even know you. Honestly, I didn't recognize him immediately because of the what they. The but you know what I mean. It yeah. wasn't like he oh, there's Max Hedrick. Yeah, he was obscured, but and he, also Billy Crudup. Is that how you pronounce his oh, name? Yeah, I didn't recognize him. And who was he again? Doctor Manhattan. Doctor Manhattan. Now what? Now I know that name. Almost What's famous. Oh. He was the lead singer and almost famous. Oh my famous. god, that guy was Doctor. That Manhattan? guy. Yeah. That's Holy my crap. point. I kept waiting <laughs> for him. I kept waiting for him to get on 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 the screen, and all of a sudden they showed him. He made like a little kind of head tilt. And I was like, "Holy crap, that's him!" I've been wow. watching it for twenty freaking minutes. Well, I know that I know that these guys are not necessarily household names. Yeah. even Matt Frewer that we all know as, right. as you know as right. as, as uh, no, that, no, that. Well, he was on Honey I Shrunk the Kids, Max Headroom, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, but yeah, I mean, he's on Eureka. The thing he's on Eureka. Yeah, which is why I could I picked him out so easily. I'm like, oh my god, that's Matt Frewer. But as far as as far as the actual casting itself, I mean, yeah. I mean, they were relatively unknowns. Yeah. And, um, but I think the biggest problem that the Watchmen had going out to the, you know, going out to the, the box office was, wasn't that it was a comic book movie, but mm-hmm. that this was a very atypical comic book movie. This right. Was a, this was a comic book movie that was, n- that was even darker than the, you know, than the, than the Dark Knight. Absolutely. Right? I mean, these, it was like if it were all Joker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And or, all that man and, and, and everybody all had, and everybody had their, 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 their issues that right. they're working through. I mean, um, and I, and I think they all they all handled it extremely well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the um, I, I and and again the 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 one thing I give Zack Snyder a lot of credit for is is the man loves his comic books because mm. uh, three hundred there mm-hmm. are there are panels I've seen the if you go on the if you go on the net and you 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 do a film graphic art comparison. Right, you know, do a search for that in three hundred. Yeah. You'll see panels and clips of the movie, and they are just they're they're one after the other. You could totally see that in Watchmen. Oh yeah, As we were watching it. She um, grabbed my knee, and like you could just see. You could just see that from a panel from yeah. a graphic well, novel. Well, there was one. There was one scene in particular where a character was. You could see his shadow outlined in a doorway, and mm-hmm. I was like, that has to be exactly what the panel looked like. <laughs> well, I, I'll get you one better. Uh, the, probably the most the, the most famous of all the different panels that people know Watchmen from. Is this one where is the one where comedian in his bathroom in the opening of the film mm-hmm. gets thrown through the plate glass window mm-hmm. and they got it 
Yeah. They got it shot for shot, angle for angle, lighting for lighting, shading wow. for shading. It was a beautiful thing to look at. Um, Other than, you know, the falling death part. Not so pretty, but the recreation of it, yeah. But, but even then, they, st- they still managed to get that. They still right. managed to get Which that. Which was the important thing. Right. Um, the, uh, the, you know, the drop of blood and the smiley face, yeah. which became uh, iconic for watching. Right. Um, I had seen that image what for the last 20 years and oh, I, yeah. I i i was so out of it i didn't i was like oh what's that from yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i mean there's just uh, and and i think the i think the other thing that they really got in watchmen was the what was actually they, they didn't overplay the 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 situations that these characters found themselves in these people who were once superheroes and then they all had to go underground or they right. all had to do you know certain things uh to 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 survive um I think another big uh, another big thing that the movie has going for it uh, is um, uh, the, the the well. I mean, we've already mentioned the visuals, but we but the other thing I really liked about about it was um, was that they made the characters um, very real, mm-hmm. even more real, I think, than in the than in, than in the graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Um, they couldn't do every short. They couldn't do every story, obviously, and that's yeah. the thing about Watchmen, the the the, uh, the graphic novel, is that there's so many different subplots and so many things going through it. You're not going to be able to hit all, all of that. Yeah, I think Moore was probably expecting way too much. Yeah, but the other thing I really really liked about about it too was the opening sequence. Yeah, where you and and again a lot of stuff taken panel for panel from the original uh, the original graphic novel. Um, when you when you saw <clears throat> the uh, the photograph of, of the Minutemen, mm-hmm. the right? Of the, uh, of, of the of the Minutemen, you know, modern day with 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 Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, there was just there was that movie had a lot going for it, and I just yeah. feel that I mean there was a reason why when I got when I got home for the movie, the first thing I did was I went to iTunes, found found the score, and I downloaded it. <laughs> I just I absolutely love the score. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I but but now, um. Uh, bringing it back to City of Heroes, do they have caps that allow you to not create characters like Manhattan, where they're all powerful, all knowing, all in no? There's there's a lot take. of balance to yeah. it. And there's yeah, you got to grow into your powers, and you got to. If there were one all powerful build, that's what that's everyone would be. Yeah, and that's that's been one of the reasons why I, I that's one of the reasons why I kind of stepped out of role playing games in general mm-hmm. is that everybody wanted to be. Even online, when it was open RPG, once upon a time yeah. in chat rooms, everybody wanted to be the open, you know, the 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 do gooder, not the do gooder character, but the the uh, the an invincible, yeah. you know, the invincible superhero, right? Yeah, and everybody had a bag of holding. Everybody's got a yeah. plus five Vorpal blade. Yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, and I still remember in in, <laughs> in, in the last time I really did any RPG on, on online, um, somebody you know somebody took a swing at me. And I reacted with, you know, typing my reaction that I, you know, stumbled and, you know, fell back on the floor. And the guy sent me a private message in the chat room saying, what are you doing? I said, you hit me. I fell down. And he's like, seriously? I went, seriously? That's physics. And he was like, dude, hit me. And, I, and then I, I, I stood up and I did some sort of a martial arts kick and he said, wow, this is fun. And I'm like, yeah, it's called vulnerability. Yeah. <laughs> it builds this thing's called dramatics. Yes. You know? Let's roll with this, see where it goes. It's like most MMOs where if you have a character that is, you know, very shielded, very armored, he'll be your tank. He doesn't do a lot right. of high damage. He doesn't typically move really quickly. Yeah. If you have someone that does a lot of high damage, 
then you think of it as like an archer wearing very light armor and being able to fire more swiftly and more right. accurately. So he's really less protected there. and is more likely to take There's a lot big injury. So, they, so they, if, if you're high damage, your you're low defense is that kind of mindset. So in your circles, have you guys ever come across superheroes that are like the, the Watchmen? Any, anybody in particular saying that make you that make you think oh, that guy's that guy's doing uh, doing an homage to Rorschach or that not really most people it's a real source of pride to be able to come up with an original biography really yeah. oh up with yeah an original so, so 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 what actually makes so. in, in your opinion what makes it what makes a good superhero what makes a good uh, to me a good, well or a good villain for that matter for for gameplay yeah as far as playing in the game for me it's someone that has leveled their character they haven't paid to have it leveled they haven't pl'd which is power leveling where you go into a certain type of of situation where you get extremely high xp really really quickly typically what happens is you'll get on a team of people you you basically just suck up the xp you stand at the door and you don't fight you just absorb the xp that they're gaining while they're fighting you don't learn how to play your and we've had lots of discussions on the show about that but you don't learn how to play that tune that mm-hmm. character so to me you right off the bat lose a lot yeah. of street cred in my opinion super powerful character but they're a buffoon they don't know how to use they don't it. know how to play but when it comes to as far as the actual like biography and things like that it's to me it's more like a unifying theme like where you have whether you thought of the name and then built the power set and the biography and the costume set around mm-hmm. it or you like vivid muse my my yeah. quote namesake my pseudonym comes from this one that i just thought up this i this crazy outlandish really bright vibrant costume that was just a big clash and i was like okay what could i name that hmm vivid vivid what vivid muse what the hell yeah. and so that like i just created this whole thing around that See, so depending is, on where it comes from but you put a unifying theme yeah. to it and you try to make things fit together and then some people spend a lot of time on their biographies. You actually have a, a little pop-up screen to view biographies that people have written. Interface. That's part of your profile. Right. You can write out your whole oh, history. It's not mandatory, see. but if you want to, you and, can. And people, but being the writer? Yeah, yeah exactly. I would, have, well, I would have a short story this, in there. Well, one second. Because... <laughs> Um, another subsection are the people who create parody characters. Right. And they come up with just the most oh, imaginative yeah. things. And uh, somebody who I actually created a character to be like his, yeah. a friend that we first started the game with, mm-hmm. we met online in the game, very clever guy. Miss and then him. he had to quit. But one of the characters he created was the incredible Hulk Hogan. Right. And it was this big, giant, green, muscle-bound, huge body type. With a big blonde mustache. He looked like Hulk Hogan, but he had that incredible body type. That is full of wind. It was. So there's these twists. Yeah. Those are some of my favorites. And to me, even that that is very cool. Yes. I mean... See the closest uh, the closest I've ever come to something like City of Heroes. There was a uh, there's an RPG game that I started in college, and I I think we started the game, but then something happened. We couldn't finish it, and I, I was always bummed out because I really wanted to get into it. Was uh, I think it was called it was the Grups system. Grups. Grups. Yeah. And it was Grups Heroes. Mm-hmm. And I actually and no one can use this character because if I ever get in time <laughs> for City of Heroes, I want to bring this character back. <laughs> but I created this uh, this superhero called FX. Mm-hmm. And he was the he was the um, he was a combination of two uh, he was he was an homage of two different characters uh, as a as a kid in the as a kid of the eighties I really enjoyed Dazzler 
because at that time I was really big into the roller skating theme and Marvel mm-hmm. Comics to tap mm-hmm. into that did a roller skating superhero named Dazzler oh. who wound up also being sort of like the Britney Spears pop superhero <laughs> gotcha. but she was a mutant she was a mutant and the thing I, but the thing that I even though she did wear the, the skin tight skin tight outfits like many of the mutants did right. and she had the big boobs like many of the mutants did <laughs> strange uh, that even, even Wolverine <laughs> um, at the same time the, I, I was fascinated by her by her mutant power which was she could take sound and turn it into light uh, and turn oh. it into energy and so what I did was that was exactly what I did with FX I made him a um, I made him a character who who could take sound and turn it into, turn it into, into energy effects mm-hmm. uh, light effects but the other thing Energy I did, blaster. but the other mm-hmm. thing I did with him was I also made him um, also big into. He was also a disguise artist, and his namesake comes from a, a movie from the '90s with the uh, actor named Brian Brown mm-hmm. called FX Murder by Illusion. Right. I was fascinated by this movie when mm-hmm. I was in college oh, because yeah. what a, you, you know the movie I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. <laughs> It's been a long time. <laughs> it's a freaking great movie. That's all right. We're already marking it explicit. No, okay. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, it's a great movie. Great movie. And so I was taking basically the the things I liked about Dazzler and the things I liked about this movie and I created this character called FX. And and I had this whole backstory about this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything to the point of where he, one of the things that he liked, he was a, uh, his, his weakness, he was an adrenaline junkie. Mm-hmm. He liked the wait until the last possible minute when either the cops arrived or something like that, and he'd leave a he'd leave a card. <laughs> and when when they would find the card, they'd pick up the card, and, and uh, the card was made of a, of a material that it reacted with the chemicals in your hand, uh-huh. you know, and it would it would disappear in your hand. <laughs> it was nice. like flash paper. And I never got a chance to play this character. Wow. And um, you know, when I first heard about City of Heroes, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go with FX. Very cool. <laughs> But I think that's part of the experience, though. Well, is what that I was, you, when you when you can when you can create those type of yes, backgrounds. Yes. Yes. What I was going to say is something they just recently launched is mm-hmm. <laughs> called Mission Architect. Yes. Imagine oh if you had the same tools that the developers of the game had to create your own missions. Jeez. And to customize <laughs> I each never did, I never, I miss every deadline. To write their dialogue. Oh. <laughs> create all create of the their characters. Costumes, set the maps that. Yeah, see, you can do multiple. Now the maps are story. You can't make your own maps. The maps are there. You choose from the maps, but but everything else. See, that's the thing. You create. My my biggest, the 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 one reason why I'm kind of hesitant about getting into City of Heroes is because it will eat your life. That that that. (laughs) Nom nom nom. One more one more podcast for me to listen to, of course. And on top of all that, what you're not listening already? Just because you don't play the game? I'm going to listen to the one that I'm. (laughs) (laughs) The truth. I love the truth. But but the problem is that. I would not want to necessarily play the hero. Mm-hmm. I want to That's be the villain yeah. in the super layer with the map but, of yeah. the world. But you can. And I, I, you know, I want to get that great dialogue. Yeah. Expect me to talk. Yes. No, Mr. Bond, <laughs> I expect you to die. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be monologuing. I'd be like, I would, I would be like, I have turned the laser on. You are strapped to the table, and I'm going to stand here and wait until that laser cuts you in twain. Thank you and good night. <laughs> Because <laughs> that was the biggest mistake that, that villains always made. Yeah. Oh, villains yeah. always would, they would basically give up their plans, yes. yeah. and then they go, "All right, well, I'm going to go off and you know get a spot yeah. of tea." So yeah. see you later. And they'd like, have no! some crappy, full of fail way to kill the hero that exactly. always fails. And, even yeah. even uh, even. Oh wait, what was the character from uh, The Incredibles? I'm trying to remember the uh, uh, syndrome. Syndrome. Even Syndrome, you know, he didn't wait until the the dead carcass of Mr. Right. Incredible yeah. floated up to the top. Yeah. I'm like, until I see a corpse, it ain't happening. Yeah. It ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
sometimes Hello? even. Excuse me. Did one of you order the triple espresso campana? That's mine, thanks. So you were saying? I've been listening to Down from Ten. It's this new mystery thingy where uh, everyone is having the same dream. Yeah, I heard it. It's like a science fiction convention where everyone's naked and there's no, no, this weird. No, no, it's more like it's more like Douglas Adams redid Misery as a sex comedy. Oh come on, it's a Clockwork Orange played as a romance. Oh no, no, it's it's very simple. It's The Shining meets Clue, kind of. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's totally yeah, it. That's, you yeah. nailed it. You nailed it. That's perfect. From the author of Sculpting God and the Antithesis Progression comes the audio fiction genre train wreck event of the year. Down from ten. It's The Shining meets Clue. Kinda. Find out for yourself at www.jdsawyer.net. You can make the whole world end if you just count down from ten. Also available on iTunes. An alien. With maybe a little bit of American Psycho. I, I don't know. Do you like Huey Lewis in the news? Just tell me! You know what, though? How much do you think that The Incredibles took from Watchmen? Ooh. Because if you look at the fact that he's, what, an insurance salesman? Um... I think we see. I think that that is kind of the trend, and really, I think Marvel started this trend. Right. Mm. That heroes are not necessarily. Oh, you know, absolutely. But I meant as far as having to change from being super to being ordinary. Oh yeah. Um, Well, I mean, I think. Uh, I, I think going that was, underground. I think that was inspired. I think yeah. it was inspired by Watchmen because I mean, especially when you look at uh, when you look at Dan, uh, who was uh, Night Owl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had all those gadgets and he had all the all the suits and all the toys. And yet they were all had they all had dust. I mean, I love that moment when you see Rorschach look at the dust that mm-hmm. was on night that was on Night Owl's yeah. uh, weapons, and I think that said a lot. That yeah. said a lot about 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 him. And then, um, you know, I mean, you also had uh, you also had the the one the the one superhero that that did the tell all book mm-hmm. behind oh, yeah. the mask. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, great little touches like that. Yeah. And I think yeah, that that is uh, that. I think that was part of what the Incredibles. <clears throat> Uh, since, since we're talking about other uh, anti, not anti, but alternative superhero right. movies, um, like Watchmen, uh, rather sorry, like Watchmen, The Incredibles, I think they did give it a, a spin. You know where where these super kids mm-hmm. had to try to adjust. I loved mm-hmm. the fact that uh, that Violet had a tough time. Yeah, you know, you know, she she was an angsty kid, so right. you know, she was she was invisible at school, but. She was literally invisible at school. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you had, um, you know, then you had, Dash. Um, the, you had Dash. Dash. Yeah. You know, you can't win. No. No. Yeah. You, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I love, I love that last scene where they're saying, where they're, they're, they're saying, go Dash, go. No, 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 no. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And, and he actually won like second or third place. And I was like, I was like, yeah. Oh. And I, I do. I, 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 the Incredibles is still one of my favorite is yeah. one of my favorite of all the Pixar movies. Oh yeah. Um, uh, and, but it, it, it did take a lot from from that whole thing of well, what would happen if superheroes were outlawed? Mm-hmm. And also, they gave it the great spin of why did they become outlawed? They became outlawed because one guy decided to you know he was trying to off himself yeah. as a superhero, right. did his job, and then he took him to court yeah. and sued him. <laughs> I mean, that's ingenious. It's yeah. very um, 
American. I got to get mine. Yeah, and it's a commentary. Yeah. It's a commentary on because that's one thing that a lot of people don't see in. You don't see a lot of that in. Um, in fact, I think Murr even addressed it in Playing for Keeps. Mm-hmm. The collateral damage that yeah. is done, and I love the fact that Keepsy is 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 watching all this destruction yeah. happen, and she's just going. Why does anyone, you know, Keepsy says, why does anyone even want to live in this city? Right. Yeah. All the collateral damage is And I think that's part of where, and I, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if Murr has ever read Watchmen or if she herself was influenced by Watchmen, but I see a lot of that influence also in Murr's work and playing for Keeps. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the fact that she's got this, these third wave superheroes. Yeah. You know these the the they're not mundanes. They do right. have superpowers, yeah. but they have superpowers that some people consider, you know, throwaway. Yeah, throwaway. Mm-hmm. They're irrelevant yeah. or something right. like that. And then you wind up you wind up watching them, mm-hmm. you know, have their day, which I thought I I thought that was very I thought yeah. that was very well done and very clever. Yeah. Um, but and I think the team has to come together to. Use yeah. their powers together. Because yeah. she did have a, a super giant squid from another dimension. But, she did have a super giant. Um, you know, <laughs> yes, she did have the super giant squid. But, but another but, story that I really liked that I think was somewhat underrated was the movie Sky High. Oh, oh wow. yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> that was fantastic. and where you've got these it. sidekick friends. Wait, wait, wait. When, more importantly, Linda Carter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but when you got complete these, wait, complete tangent though. Before we get back to Sky High, because so, we should talk about Sky High. Um. I had the pleasure of meeting Linda Carter. Oh! Uh, after she, it turns out that I was doing this. Uh, I, w- I was doing this. Uh, this. This. Uh, this. This play in uh, downtown DC, and it turns out that the playwright, uh, her sister-in-law, was Linda Carter. And Linda Carter came to the mm. show, and I, I'm standing, and and I, and I happen to mention that to the, uh, to, to the, to the playwright that I was a big fan. And uh, the playwright says, "Hey T." After the show, she says, "Hey T, come on, come on. I want, I want you to meet somebody." <laughs> Walked over, and there she is. Holy and cow! I'm staring at her. She goes, "Hi, I'm Linda, Linda Carter," and I'm just like, "Uh huh." And she looked at me, she, and, and, she, and and I said, "I'm sorry, I, I don't know what to say because I had such a crush on you when I was a kid." <laughs> and she went, "Oh, and you're going to tell me you had my poster next to your bed?" And I was like. Yeah, <laughs> she probably thought it was the famous one where she's like in the uh, denim shirt, with the tie, and, and the cinch, and all that mm-hmm. stuff, and, the, and the, the, the the naughty shorts. It wasn't. It was her as Wonder Woman. Oh, see. it was her nice. as Wonder Woman. There you go. <laughs> but now, but but now the thing about Sky High, I, I love the fact that yeah, the the um, the superhero kids that didn't quite cut the mustard, and they had the sidekicks. The, the, yeah, they were automatically made sidekicks. Right. They were mm-hmm. misfits. Yep. And I'm like, wow, this is Breakfast Club meets the X-Men. Yes. <laughs> you know? yes. And it was really well done. It was. It was yeah. extremely well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and you, you, talk about, you talk about clever names. I love the fact that the one kid who was the bad who was the bad boy in the school. Yeah, he was the son of a villain. Right. But the, but but his, but his mom was a superhero, so they called him War and War Peace. And Peace mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that, that gets a bonus. Yeah. That's a bonus point from a yeah. from, from we writer were, to writer. What are you talking about? We were talking about we were fantasy casting a story. Oh, was we that fantasy Jared's? casting something? Was that at Jared's yeah, party? Yeah, I think it was in the car ride. Oh, now you talk casting? about, but that kid, I saw that. And that he has an action hero future ahead of him. Yeah, he does. He's got the look. He, he just does. needs to pump up a little bit. He could be, you know, like the next rock or. Yeah. I mean, um, we were talking That was about. one of the names that came up. Yeah. Oh, we, we were in the guessed. car with Heather and Mark. We were talking about. And I said, okay, cast it. Yeah. And everybody got really, really quiet. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, it was. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> it was so close. Was oh, it for the Green Lantern? Thing? It was. Wasn't it for Star Trek? Something for Star Trek? Oh, it was Wrath oh. of Khan. Yeah, the Star oh, Trek for, sequel. Oh, for oh, for, oh like a re- because they're talking about they're talking maybe doing Khan, Wrath maybe of the Khan. Next. For the next Star Trek. Oh, you mean like Space Seed? So we said, so I said, you know, we were going back and forth, okay? And so I said, so we cast Khan. And I said, that kid could be Khan. Oh, I could see that. (laughs) Wow, could I see it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or better yet, you know, I think, you know, I I think would make a great Khan would be the guy that played, bringing it back to Watchmen, the guy who played Osmandius. Because he's got that whole re- reality, he does. He does. But he also mm-hmm. is built well enough that he could. That he's got that. Su- he's got that superiority and yeah. Superman feel. To he him. does too. He, you know. In fact, yeah. I, I look at that guy, and I see a young Peter Cushing. Hmm. Uh, he has. He has that. He has that. That, that kind of that, that. That very angular face. Yeah. That very passive. You know. He, he has a very passive. What else very, has he been in? Again, I th- I don't I don't know. I think it was one of the unknowns. Okay. I mean that that and that was the part that really impressed me. Uh, again, bring it back uh, to 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 Watchmen. I was really impressed with way with the way Zack Snyder had these cast of unknowns. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe the older I get, the more cynical I get about about you know having these stars, quote unquote stars, yeah. appear right. in film because I'm sitting there going, you know, you don't necessarily need stars to appear in film to have right. to be good 300 was a perfect case a lot of people felt felt that 300 was going to flop and the reason and, and yet all of a sudden it was number one in the box office yeah. for weeks on yeah. end and it there were really no big names in the right. film and yet there was a, and yet ironically there was a guy in that film that uh has been in several blockbusters it was the guy who was the um i, I can never remember his name but he was um he was Boromir's younger brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, um, he was Boromir's younger brother in the Lord of the Rings. He was uh, Carl in the in the guilty pleasure that is Van Helsing, and he was also <laughs> Carl the Wacky Friar. And then he was in uh, he was in Three Hundred as the one as the one guy who's who's, who's telling the story of uh, yeah. the, the, the um, of the Spartans at Thermopylae. I recognized him, and I can't remember uh, David. No, no, that's the. Guy I'm for, terrible with the with the names of the characters well, he, in Lord he's of the Rings, of, except for the main. Right. right, but um, but the point I'm getting at is that is that again, Snyder had a cast of unknowns mm-hmm. and just tore it up. I think yeah. you have to do that with a story that rich. Though, I mean, if you have something that's an unknown story and you're trying to make sure it's going to be successful, then bam, you have to put in a Brad Pitt. But, the, but I think, but the, if you have a rich backstory, yeah. but I think the biggest problem with Watchmen, uh, again, is. Uh, um, with 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 because I think after the success of three hundred, the studios were probably expecting the same thing with yeah. Watchmen. Oh yeah, and they didn't get that. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that not only were it, it was a, I personally think it was a lose lose situation. Hmm. First off, you had the geeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean that in the nicest way possible because <laughs> I am a geek too. Yes, but I'm talking about the you know the geeks I'm talking about. Yeah, the hardcore geeks yeah. that say no. It's got to be done this way, and right. if it isn't done this way, it's an abomination. Right. There go Alan yes. Moore. And they Least were... Maybe Eddie. Yeah, and they were <laughs> they were criticizing the film for the changes that were made. Right. Then you had the mainstream critics that mm-hmm. just didn't get it. Right. Right. And they were just like, we don't get this film. Yeah. This is This is a film for comic book geeks. Yeah. So the so the geeks were not liking it. The comic... The, the, the mainstream media didn't like it. Yeah. And yet... 
I knew people who had never read Watchmen, who didn't know what Watchmen was, and they went into the film and they walked out going, wow, that was really, mm-hmm. I'd never seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. Because of the angle that these were not, these were not your atypical superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. The com- the guy who played the comedian, I don't know where I've seen, I don't know where I've seen him before, but I hope I see him again because, man, he scared the crap. Yeah. yeah, he was awesome. And that's what I think you need. Well, they're saying the, the quote-unquote failure of Watchmen, yeah. even though it did well. Yeah. You know, it just didn't make the numbers they wanted fast enough. Yeah. It wasn't I mean, the overnight. All dirt roads yeah. back to Serenity. The reason yeah. why Serenity, <laughs> yeah. what I, and I do agree with Orson Scott Card, it was the best science fiction film ever. <laughs> um, the reason why it, it, it didn't do as well as it did is that you had, you had the mainstream m- media basically saying, you know, we don't get this film. Right. It's Means a western in space. It's a western what in the space. Heck? <laughs> Meanwhile, you had the uh, you had the you had the geeks who were standing behind it, but then they were saying, "Yeah, but if you haven't seen if you haven't seen Firefly, you're going to be lost." No, you're not. No, yeah. that no, was you're not. no because we actually <clears throat> did we actually did a viewing night for my brother and his kids mm-hmm. and my sister. Was my sister here too? Or was it just I my brother's so. family? They had so. never watched any of it. They had no idea what we were talking about, why we were so obsessed with this movie. I said, come over and watch it. Yeah. So we cooked dinner. We showed them the movie. Everyone loved the movie. They had never seen a single episode of you, Firefly. You cannot, you cannot get past that incredible that incredible exchange of dialogue when you say, listen up. All we want is the cash. We're going to need to see your yeah. cash. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. you, you, the, what sold that movie isn't the fact that it was a movie made for the fans. What sold that movie was everybody in that movie, and I, and I, and and this is kind of loosely based on on what we're talking about. But have you guys seen the fan trailer? I, I, I did a tweet about it. Someone did a fan trailer, and they took images of Nathan Fillion, and they took him out of certain movies, and they put him in the costume for the Green Lantern. Oh. Do a search on YouTube. <laughs> Look up trailer Green Lantern Nathan Fillion, uh-huh. and who who whoever put this thing together was really really good because wow. there's only one or two moments where you go okay that's obviously someone p- pasted Nathan Fillion's head on on this guy's body, yeah. but at the same time, hold on, there's um no well, it's it not done yet no, that's all right I'll let the banshee scream it's all right. <laughs> um, there the was City. there was this. It was just a really lovely little homage, and, and I thought, "Wow, you're right. He could play Hal. Mm. Yeah. He could be a great Hal Jordan." Now I realize I went with somebody younger and hipper. But Go I'm, figure. But it's Nathan Billion. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You know, Nick, you know Nick Castle. Come there was on. another really good Nick mashup trailer where they took somebody took the new Transformers movie trailer mm-hmm. and they took the. Uh, Oh crap! Transforminator is what that thing was. Yeah, called, the, the Terminator Salvation, <laughs> and they meshed them. Oh, it was good. it's brilliant. They did the color correction to make it look. You know, they my, got the my, big, the big robot in the desert. They want to eat our sand, and just my, really, um, really well done. My, my favorite mashup online so far. Still, it goes back to Buffy and Edward. Mm-mm. Someone did a Buffy Twilight mashup. Oh wow! Buffy stakes Edward. At the very oh, end. and nice. on top of all that, you know the, the the guy the guy explained it. He goes, "The reason I did this trailer was to show just how creepy Edward is." <laughs> and he goes, "And I just wanted to put him up against Buffy." <laughs> <laughs> and it made a lot of. And you watch this, and you go, "Hey, it's kind of creepy." Yeah. And it's like, "When's Buffy gonna stake him?" He's starting to really weird me out. <laughs> Haven't. But- seen it what i was gonna say is that watchman was perceived as a failure because it didn't make the numbers as fast as right. they wanted it to make right it. even though 
and I haven't looked at the numbers, but I'm pretty sure it made back the budget and it it did well. It's it's and an, it and, well with DVD release. Yeah, and, and yeah. the thing is, is but that it it's put a good the nail movie. in the coffin of R-rated comic book movies. Yeah, R-rated superhero really? movies. Yeah, really. And it so. put the nail in the coffin of Terminator. Terminator Salvation was supposed to be an R. Every Terminator movie has been an R. It came out as a PG-13, and they had to cut a bunch of things out. Huh. And everybody's saying that's what destroyed it because there's things that feel incongruous that don't feel right that don't mesh right and it's because they had to cut these things out to cut it down to a pg-13 which was an and immediate sure reaction to watchmen and, you know, and that's kind of every movie from now on is going to be pg-13 there will not that's be that's what the studios R-rated. are saying yep huh, that's yep. interesting they thought How that they thought that was watchmen's downfall was oh that it no, wasn't no, no. pg-13 no 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 that's like doing the sopranos when you guys read the watchmen you're gonna be like there's no way they're gonna make this yeah. There's no way you could have made that. It's Hollywood. It's La La Land. It's, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's bottom line. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm sorry, but the, the, see, for me, what really wrecked Terminator Salvation, what from what I understand, the 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 they they had to completely rewrite the movie on the fly. Yeah, I know we're kind of going longer. No, no, no. Uh, I was just gonna say, I, I the they, I heard they had to rewrite the movie to an extent because they weren't sure if Christian Bale was gonna be on board. Oh, because the lighting guy was no. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Sorry, what are you doing? I, you don't understand. Man, I do. I and then the mashups that came up after oh. that. The best one though, Grandpa Choco. Yes. When Grandpa Choco was yes. sitting there with the lights going. <laughs> I know that was brilliant. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. that's a visual. It doesn't work very well yeah. on audio, but holy. We'll brilliant. link to Grandpa it. Choco. We'll link to it. Okay, too. She linked yes. that. That was shirts. brilliant. But yeah. um... <laughs> you know, just, every, time, every time I hear that, every time I hear that dialogue, I see that, Grant's man. face with the with what? Kid, kid trying to answer him, and, and, he was, and he was like, ah, "You don't understand." And then Family Guy did a response, but yeah, yeah. Really uh, but one. but no, I think I think the best one is when somebody was someone someone did a dance techno remix with that as the as the as the dialogue. Oh, I, think I heard that too. Oh, it's awesome! I, I got um, the MP3. I'll send it. Yes, to you. yes. So anyway. we should have played it at the party at. Balticon. Oh, I should. Oh, <laughs> man, I should have. Wow. There's always next year. Always, next, always year. next year. I will DJ again next year. <laughs> so anyway, well, there's the, uh, um, and you have it on pod. Woo! So, um, no, I, I my, for, for me, Terminator Salvation didn't work because it felt like they were trying to do two different movies. Mm-hmm. Oh. They're trying to do John Connor's story, but then they started doing this other character story and ne'er shall the two meet. And, um... And I, I did spoil it for this one couple in New Zealand because I saw it in New Zealand and I spoiled it for this one couple and they were like, you realize you just spoiled the movie? I was like, yeah, but the movie was spoiled to begin with. It was called <laughs> The Opening Credits. I mean, it just, I just, I, I, maybe my expectation level was way too high, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> they really couldn't decide what movie they wanted to tell. They couldn't decide what movie they wanted to, to give me. Uh-huh. Did I think it was as good as Terminator 2? Yeah. Was it better than Terminator Three? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> was it was it uh, was it Terminator the, the original? Uh, no. In fact, nothing will be. Yeah. That's right. Terminator. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I'm I'm probably one of maybe a handful of people that does not like Terminator Two when you compare it to Terminator because the first yeah. one is so good. Um, and uh, but you know, I mean, I did. I I I I felt that the that the the issue wasn't that it wasn't violent enough. I just I think the biggest problem with it was that it didn't it was having an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. It didn't know if it wanted to be um, if it wanted to be a movie about John Connor or if it wanted to be a movie about this this other character. Which uh, I don't know. I just, I didn't feel like I was caring about any of the characters. Mm-hmm. I usually I usually like Christian Bale movies. 
um, you know, I, st- I still think, I still think that he is he is my Batman. Yeah. I mean, I liked Michael Keaton a lot, but he is my Batman, and but I, I still think the Prestige is just one of those films oh, that yeah. after you see it, it's like, yeah, it's like the Usual Suspects. Yeah, you know yeah. the ending, but you're just like, jeez, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. And you know who pwned that movie? You know who pwned the Prestige? And it wasn't Christian Bale. It was freaking David Bowie. Oh, yeah. Oh, Tesla? Tesla. How does yeah. he not pwn <laughs> every crap. movie he's Holy in? Holy freaking cr- I did yeah. not see that performance coming. And I'm like, why isn't anybody talking about David Bowie's yeah. Tesla? Mm. It was awesome. I full adore of, that full, man. Full <laughs> well, let me ask you this, because my opinion is in The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. I felt like the Harvey... Dent storyline was should not have been in there. Oh, he shouldn't no. have even been in the movie. No. It was extraneous and it was unnecessary and it was distracting. What was great about well, first off, there were two things. Great I about think the Martin actor's Martin. fantastic, but I that don't think that the, Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. As, he's fantastic. As, oh man! But it was he, it was a throwaway yeah. compared to the to no Heath Ledger. Two Face was a throwaway in that abomination that Joel Schumacher directed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Now, that being said, now that I got that off my chest, I think, yes, uh, see, I, I think the biggest problem was that because of Heath Ledger's untimely passing, mm. a lot of people were focused and, and, and fixated on Heath Ledger. And I think even if, if Heath Ledger had not passed, especially under the circumstances that he did, mm-hmm. I think people would have been raving about the movie anyway, and raving. I don't think Heath Ledger would have gotten the Oscar nod. I don't think he would have gotten the Oscar nod. But I do think. But I do think that I think Aaron. I think I think Aaron Eckhart's performance got overshadowed because of Heath Ledger's death. Aaron Eckhart was absolutely phenomenal, and again, just as just as Christian Bale is my bats, Aaron Eckhart is my Two Face. Yeah. Now, and 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 I I admit I have to I have to come out on this pod and admit it when it comes to the batman villains i like joker i mean I like joker a lot i like you know i like the classics the joker the penguin mm-hmm. you know I, I dig you know I, I dig scarecrow i you know i grok catwoman a lot but if i were to say pick pick your favorite villains the 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 first favorite is two-face i've always been fascinated by two-face yeah and ironically the other one that i will put right behind two-face was covered in the first movie, Ra's al Ghul. Mm. And I didn't even... I, and, and I was actually a latecomer with Ra's al Ghul. I didn't discover Ra's al Ghul until Batman the Animated Series. Not mm-hmm. when it was sucking near the near, near, when they brought in Robin. <laughs> I'm talking about when it was really, really good in the intro. I mean, when, uh, in, in, the, in the early seasons. Mm-hmm. When Danny Elfman was doing the music for it. When, uh, you know, when, when they had Mark Hamill as the voice of the Joker. Mm-hmm. I mean... And 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 Mark Hamill's Joker is a close second to Heath Ledger because hmm. I've really, heard that a lot. Yeah, man, Mark Hamill nailed that. He freaking nailed that. But um, but no, I think Aaron Eckhart's what what I liked about it, and this is what I liked about both films. About my biggest problem with uh, with Schumacher's Batman's, apart from the fact that they sucked. Was that he was trying to do way too much in yeah. the film? He was trying to re- retrace Batman's origins. Then he was trying. Then he tried to do the Legend of Robin, and then right. he was doing Two Face, and then he did Riddler, and then the second one, it was it was Batman, it was Robin. They were getting together, and then we got Batgirl, which was absolutely pointless. And then yeah. we had yeah. Victor Freeze, and then we had Poison Ivy right. and Bane, and it just <laughs> it, it was it was too much. 
Yeah. Now, enter in uh, Christopher Nolan, and he's dealing with Scarecrow, and he's dealing with um, uh, Ra's al Ghul, and he's dealing with the origins of Batman. Mm-hmm. Already, I'm thinking, oh great, this is going to be another train wreck again. Right. But what I liked was was the way was the way Nolan and the writing team of Nolan and I believe it, I can't remember, I think it was another Nolan, but the way they they made the two villains work together, mm-hmm. even without wanting them to work together. Mm. He did that in the second in, in the Dark Knight. There was never an intention for Two Face to be a pawn in Joker's game, mm-hmm. but Joker made him a pawn. Mm-hmm. To add to that, to add to the chaos. That's the whole. That was the whole point oh, yeah. of that wonderful monologue when he goes, "Add a little anarchy into the action." Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and and that was what he wanted. He wanted Two Face to be this loose cannon, so that while while Batman is trying to deal with Joker, Two Face is is loose in the city, and right. Batman had to deal with both. I mean, I get all of that, but I just <clears throat> and I went into. I was not shy about saying Heath Ledger's not going to live up to the hype. Hmm. His performance, there's no way that it's his performance too big. Right. Cause when we saw it, it was, it, you know, it was after he'd passed and it was all, it's the most amazing performance you'll ever see. And I'm thinking it, there's no way, but I came out of there just a little shell shocked because oh, yeah. he freaked my yes, shit he, he out. He did bring it. Oh, he totally brought <laughs> it. Wasn't it. I knew, I knew. Now, whether or not he deserved an Oscar, that is, I don't know that that's something that we can really tell. Deserved an Oscar, probably well, not. You know, but, but the nod. But, but the nod, but the nod, absolutely. But I mean, absolutely. his performance was way better than I had ever seen him in anything ever before. It was more believable, in my opinion. I think he should not have been the only one that got the nod. Bale brought his game. So did uh, so so did Aaron Eckhart. I think those guys should have also deserved some sort of recognition alongside. Heath the Ledger. sad thing, the thing that always makes me sad about the Batman character mm-hmm. or the Batman, the performance of the Batman, the actor, is that it seems to me like they are so focused on having him being this person outside of the mask. But in the mask, he's so tightly restrained. But they're both very restrained, one by society, one by the crime fighter right. thing. I don't feel like Christian Bale got to really cut loose and really, like like Heath Ledger yeah. had just gone batshit in that movie. He right. was all over <laughs> the place. No, well, part but, of the but, but, but no, but, but, no, actually, but the restrained I, thing, I think it's I harder to shine like that, I think, compared I think, I think to where, that contrast. I think where the line that Bats crossed... The line that Bats crossed in 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 in, uh, in in Dark Knight was when he had uh, Lucius come down to the laboratory and he had completely set up that sonar array. Mm, yeah, completely. You know, and that that was the reason why Lucius was saying this is totally unethical this time. And he goes, but I have to do this. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he had no reservations about mm-hmm. doing this. <clears throat> um, I think also I, I I think there was to some extent yes you know you know he he does come across a little stilted but at the same time um, you, you see you, you see that you see him walking that line not just in Dark Knight but you also see it in, in Batman Begins mm-hmm. when he says uh, I'm not going to kill you and then he does the escape and he, goes, and he as he says to uh, uh, to um, uh, to Roz he says I don't I, I'm not going to kill you but I don't have to save you. Right, <laughs> and then and then, he, right. and then he, he goes. I mean, it's wow. Um, I also think too that that I I knew Ledger was bringing more than his A game, but he was just, he was going to go. He was going to redefine his A game from that opening scene 
when he says, I'm going to make this pencil disappear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when, when he did that thing with the guy sla- slamming yeah. his neck into, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is this is gonna. This be, is not your this, father's Batman. This is not your father's Batman. This definitely ain't Caesar freaking Romero. No. Yeah. Okay. You better no makeup on the mustache. Right. This is the real deal. Yeah. yeah. And um, <clears throat> and I think I, I and I, I think what where I was more you know sitting in the theater where I was more concerned was Aaron Eckhart because mm-hmm. I I felt like he got really overshadowed when when he was when he did an absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. job. Um, I I think sometimes too when people. When people hear the term superhero movie, they come in with a preconceived notion. Yeah. And uh, whether they ever... I, I, I one time heard somebody say that they were thinking about doing a City of Heroes movie once upon a time. I don't know if that, if that ever came about or if that was... There was talk about it. Yeah, there's been talk um, about it. But I think the problem when, you, when that, you... I haven't even heard any talk about that in a long time. Though. When yeah. you, But when you say we're making a superhero movie... I think there's a, there's a preconceived notion of what people expect in a superhero movie. Um, you know, Iron Man, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think I think Downey did a phenomenal job. He did, and you know, he 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 nailed the character. But at the same time, I felt like I felt like I was in a comic book movie when I was there. Mm-hmm. Now, where I'm going with this is another comic book movie that again didn't live up to the, I think the expectations. But I never felt like I was in a comic book movie. Uh, and I'm, I actually have two examples. First, there's Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And I saw it in the theaters. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was absolutely boss of the wall fantastic. And it didn't do very well. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw the movie. I I don't know if that had anything to do with the fact that this was when Ben and J Lo were together. Yeah. I'm sure that that was working against him. Um, And if it did, what a stupid reason for a movie to fail. You know, (laughs) Jeezy, I can understand because they're in it together. But you know what? I'm going to go to. I'm going to go and and I and I really hope. I really hope that whatever. <clears throat> whatever albatross was around his neck, I hope it's gone because Ben Affleck not only brought his A game to that movie, but if you ever never seen Hollywood, Hollywood Land, Land, yeah, there I still were, haven't seen that. And it's been on the. There TV are twice. clips. <laughs> there are clips where you really think you're looking at George Reeve. I keep hearing that. He. I keep. I keep tivoing it. <laughs> frightening how well he yeah. nailed the part of George Reeve, and and it, it it's chill. And I think he got I think he got snubbed at the Oscars for no good reason. <clears throat> hmm. But I think people went into went into Daredevil with, with with preconceived notions. And they they weren't expecting that kind of darkness. They weren't expecting yeah. that, that that kind of that kind of angst. Not only it was before its time, because if it were to come out now, oh, it'd be it would be changed. Yeah, and some people would even say, and, well, and then they did the, the director's cut, which is uh, I have at home, but I haven't seen it. And everyone raves about how good the director's cut is. Um, and another, but another superhero movie that did have a sequel come out, and people said it was the worst one to ever come out. But I was kind of surprised they made a sequel. Uh, was uh, the Punisher? Mm. Now, Punisher Warzone came out, and apparently they revamped it, and it flopped. In fact, <laughs> I, I want to say Hawk. Uh, that's that, that's the guy's name, Hawk. He um, he's one of the he's he's the ink artist for uh, my favorite web comic, which is Apple Geeks. Um, <clears throat> AppleGeeks.com, and ding. Um, ding, and he, I think he was the one who said that that the that Punisher Warzone was truly the worst film he had ever seen. Wow. Period. Period. But Punisher, glitter. The, the Punisher, the Punisher that came, <laughs> the Punisher that came out, not the one with Dolph Lundgren, thank you very mm-hmm. much, but the one that came out with Thomas 
Kane, I think was his, was the actor's name. The one where John Travolta is the bad guy. I don't think I saw uh, that. Th- no, this one, that. This one came out. This one came out only a few years ago. Okay. People went in expecting it to be because wow. it's Marvel. Right. They're expecting it to be a superhero movie. Right. I'm like, not the Punisher. Punisher is mm. not necessarily "quote unquote" a superhero. The Punisher, he's a vigilante. Right. He's a vigilante with gadgets, but does he have any superpowers? Uh, no. Right. And um, and yet, when you go and see the Punisher, it's a. I, I think it's a terrific film. But uh, but people, I think, were expecting that because it was a superhero movie, they were expecting there was a level of expectation. And I think that with the with the mainstream critics and probably a lot of the audiences. They went into Watchmen thinking this is a superhero movie, mm-hmm. and it's like Mm-mm. this 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 ain't Iron Man. Yeah, this ain't Iron Man. You know this ain't the, um, you know and um, and this this you know this this isn't what you're what you're expecting. Yeah. Uh, it's not Superman Returns, which is a good thing if you think about it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, yeah, it had a good cape. Yeah, pretty cheap. <laughs> That's about it. That's about it. I mean, I thought Brandon Routh did a fine job, but... Um, well, talk about not letting an actor spread his wings. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Holy oh, cow. good Lord. Yeah, how, Poor Kevin Spacey. How can you not have... How can you <laughs> have Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor and have it be a mediocre... Pro- I know. It's, yeah. it's, it's like Samuel L. Jackson in The Abominations that were episodes one through three. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Let I him just, go. I, yeah. Yeah. Even if he just goes... Give over the lightsaber, motherfucker! <laughs> you know, just fine. I, I would have bought that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, get yeah, these motherfucking Sith off my motherfucking. <laughs> yeah, that's my lightsaber. It says "bad motherfucker" on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> you see "bad motherfucker" you know, engraved on it. I wanted that. I know, right? But even you know, I mean, in fact, I, I've, I've yeah. argued before. I said, you know, the performance that Liam Neeson wanted to give yeah. in, in episode one, he gave it in Batman Begins, <laughs> because really, yeah. he, you know, <clears throat> yeah, he, and. and yeah. And well, I've said it before. The, I think the biggest flaw in Superman Returns was uh, Parker Posey yeah. should have been Lois Lane. Yeah, Parker Posey. Parker Posey she plays the bimbo. Luke, Lex, Lex Luthor's girlfriend, the, the brunette Parker Posey. Oh yeah, she would have okay. been and a phenomenal. She's been in a bunch of other films, and well, she's fantastic. always well, just the, amazing. The girl, the girl who was Lois Lane. I'm trying to remember who it is. I mean, the, I the, can't the chick from Blue Crush. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, the blonde chick. The blonde chick. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was fine. She was, she was fine. fine. I thought she was fine. That's she exactly fine. what she was. Exactly. Fine. Fine is a four-letter word to Parker me. Posey, <laughs> it's not good enough for Parker Lois Lane. Parker Posey would have Look, brought, she would have rocked let's, it. Let's just face it. Let's face it. There is no Lois Lane beyond Terry Hatcher. I'm sorry. Margot Kidder, Margot Kidder <laughs> was a caricature of Lois Lane. But Terry, Mar, but Terry Hatcher, to me, that was a great Lois Lane. Great wreck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and but, but the only Lois Lane, and yeah, they're and they're fabulous. <laughs> Seinfeld. No, I, no, I did. I I thought I I, I will argue that uh, you know I mean like, I grew up with Christopher Reeve as mm-hmm. yeah as Superman yeah. as well. However, comma I also went into the theaters to see Superman for the Quest for Peace, and I yeah. regret every minute of that film. Yeah, I was um, there. Did I see that one? Which one was that? Does it matter? It never mind. It does not. Right. It's like it the first Hulk movie, right? It's like the first just, Hulk movie. Never just, mind. Just, just, just walk away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. agree. Parker Posey would have been a better Lois Lane. She would have had more depth. Definitely yeah. would have had more depth. But I mean, but Kevin Spacey, as you know, and, and this is what I really think this is why we got a. And again, what really baffles my mind is that that was Brian Singer. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brian, who has worked with Kevin Spacey before. Yeah. So this was nothing new. I don't know what they had to put in Kevin Spacey's food to bring down his performance <laughs> all I know, that much all because I, know is I that didn't think he was possible. I think no. that was, was the reason possible. why we got a media in that summer we got a mediocre X-Men movie mm-hmm. and we got a mediocre Superman movie. Yeah. If Brian Singer had stayed with the X-Men with X-Men 3 and we've gotten a different director for yeah. the Superman movie, I think we'd have had a, Okay. Hmm? Riddle me this. Uh-huh. Spider-Man 3. Again, you go into the whole Joel Schumacher situation where you have two, where you're trying to do <laughs> too, too many, many bad guys. guys, too many bad guys. Yeah. Too many there were three lines. villains in that movie. And what the fuck about the death? Oh, not the death. The dance sequence and, and the emo Spider Man. Emo Spider Man. Yes. Emo was, Peter what, Parker. What? Yeah. WTF? I know. I know. <laughs> I almost got up and walked out. If our two boys hadn't been with us, I would have. I mean, it was when, one when thing, you drop fifty bucks on a movie, you don't walk I think, out. I think what it was was Raimi was thinking, okay, I got away with raindrops, keep following my head, the second one. <laughs> but that was so over the top, yeah. we knew that it was goofy. Yeah. Right. But there was something missing yeah. in in this one. And I think, I personally don't, any, I don't know why he felt the need to, one, rewrite the canon with the whole thing with the death of the, you know, mm-hmm. why are we rehashing this? We've yeah. gotten past the death of uh, of the uncle. Let's yeah. Uncle Ben. Yeah. Right. Let's let's let let us focus on the villains and yada yeah. yada. We yada. found the real killer. Yeah, we found the real killer. It's like <laughs> no, that completely defeats the purpose to begin with. Right. Then you know we back up and we say, okay, why don't we focus more? Because I've always been fascinated by the character of Venom. I, that that's what I was. I almost interrupted you twice to say how much I love the character of Venom. Yeah, but I think that they pinned too much on that. The whole emo Peter Parker thing. They went too far with it. The song and dancing it seems like they're trying to pin a whole bunch of complete swings on the whole Venom thing. I, I don't. I don't think. I I, I don't think that uh, that that the third one was really. I don't think the third one was thought out as well as no, could. no. And again, we go back to the problem of too many villains. Oh, yeah. oh and let's yeah. not forget Hobgoblin. Yeah. Who suddenly? Oh yeah. Peter's my friend. He right. needs me. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. What? I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. After all that setup, and I've been Hobgoblin and Venom, maybe. Yeah. If it had been, uh, if it had been just Venom. I would have been fine with that. Yeah. If it was just a hobgoblin, fine. But hobgoblin venom and Sandman. I know. And the stuff with uh, with, with with Mary Jane and yeah. Peter Parker. Right. Well, to me, Sandman was like Two-Face. It was like it was there. <clears throat> and because it was packaged like Two-Face was packaged with Joker, mm-hmm. Sandman packaged with Venom and with the hobgoblin stuff, it was just lost. I just felt that I... I See, and I, I don't think Aaron Eckhart... It didn't get the attention. Like, if if they had taken an Aaron Eckhart Two-Face and done a movie with that, and maybe, and of course, some other side stuff, then he could have done his shining... You know, he would have gotten the appreciation that he yeah. deserved the first Pro- possible, one. Possible, possibly. And I think the same thing conflict, but don't have the change. Save that for the next movie. I, 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 still th- I still think it worked in Dark Knight, but it did not work in... It did not work in Spider-Man 3. I and, and Spider-Man three yeah. was full of fail for it me. Was, it was it, it was painful. It, uh, I don't think it was as bad as they made it out to be. Um, I mean, I don't think it's as bad as say. Uh, I, um, I have not seen the sequel, and quite honestly, after watching the first one on cable and saying, "Oh no, this really does suck," I you know, the Transformers movie. Mm. I just. Whew, yeah. And then when I heard that they were doing it, that, that the Transformers, that the, that the sequel is something like 215, 230. Yeah, it sounds, yeah. Everyone's been, I haven't watched it either, but everybody's saying it's an hour too long. Yeah. And, well, except yeah. for our, t- well, our teen. He's not a teen anymore. <laughs> He's a man. Except for our man. Um, right. 
M, our son, loved. He's seen Transformers too, at least twice. I think three yeah. times. He loves it. But I mean, he's eighteen. Right. It's Megan Fox. It's explosions. It's bright, shiny eye candy yeah. of all sorts. Yeah. It's yeah. it's he. That's the target demographic. Right. Now I mm. I watched Transformers the first one. I enjoyed it. Right. I don't need to ever see it again. And I, I tell you, the, the one the one that scares me the most that, that's coming out is the GI Joe. Yeah. What's up with the suit? The the yeah. Uh, I think the, so, somebody somebody on Twitter said it best. Someone said that apparently someone bumped into an intern before they started filming the, the the movie, and they the the intern was taking to a shredder the last script of uh, the Starship Troopers movie. <laughs> bumped into the GI Joe guy. They they they, they, they bumped into each other. They got it was like you got there. chocolate in my peanut butter. You exactly. got peanut butter in my chocolate. Um, but what really breaks my heart, <laughs> what really cute. breaks my heart about the uh, about the GI Joe uh, upcoming GI Joe movie is uh, not necessarily the suits, uh, but that one it's it's directed by Steven Somers. And like I said, I have a guilty. There, there's the, the the first two Mummy films, uh, the Scorpion King mm-hmm. and Van Helsing. Those are guilty pleasures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're so much fun to watch. Yeah. So I know yeah. Steven Somers is going to make a fun movie to watch. But that being said, but um, what what breaks my heart is Andrew Vasolo, who was the Mummy. Uh, he's a wonderful actor. Right. Uh, he's in this movie. He's Destro. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And then you've got. Christopher Eccleston mm-hmm. as Cobra. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but then you see the trailers and you go, yeah. man, that's going to just blow dead bear. That's just going to be. <laughs> and that's not easy, my friend. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> not that I've tried. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, I, no, I don't want to say wow to that. I mean, but but just plain wow. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's got I think the only, all over. Yeah. I think the only movie that's going to suck harder than that is 2012. 2012. You know, 2012 is is the Roland Emmerich "I'm going to destroy the world again" movie because uh, I I destroyed the I destroyed the, I destroyed the White House in right. Independence Day. <laughs> I destroyed the White House in the day after tomorrow. I've got to think of a new way to destroy it. Oh, I know, 2012. Oh you know, gosh. I mean, you're telling me to put stock in a movie about the Mayan right. the Mayan calendar. These people could see the end of the world in in, in 2,000 years, but they couldn't see the demise of the, the demise the of their own civilization. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you know, credibility fail. Yeah, really. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, probably more realistic was just laziness. Yeah, right. honestly, come on. But uh, you know, <laughs> they just stopped. I, do, but do I think you know? Do, do I think there's an, a level of expectation when when people say we're doing superhero movies? I mean, a lot of the superhero movies that are coming out. Are starting to scare me a little bit because now they're just trying to crank these puppies out. Yeah, yeah. I really don't want them to screw up a Green Lantern movie. Yeah, because you know? it would be easy to do. Or JLA. And I've heard, uh, yeah, or this, 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 this master plan that Marvel's doing. I was going to say, you know, they're, they're they're laying down the groundwork for the Avengers. Yeah, and I admire Marvel's ambition and tenacity yeah. to do that, but you know. From someone who's in the trenches, um, does anybody remember when at the end of Moravia Remastered, I said, stay tuned in February 2009 yes. when Legacy of Moravia is <laughs> right. going to drop? Did you see how I didn't ever bring that up? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm waiting. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are waiting, yeah. and now people are just skipping that part and going, so T, when are you going to do Pictures Pendant? Yeah. I'm I like, think they can make it happen, though, because Marvel's done a lot of really smart things. They used to license the content, and there was some very... Wolverine. <laughs> Thank what? You. What are you talking about? I'm sorry. What is this, what is this you mentioned? Origins. I'm yeah. sorry. What? Yeah, have you blocked it out? Wait. 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 What? 
All I remember is there was a surge of pictures of Hugh Jackman looking really hot and topless. (laughs) No shirt. That's what I remember. Talking about the demographic. I don't know what it was related to. So you're talking about Van Helsing, because at the end of Van Helsing, he's practically shirtless in that. He's practically naked in Van Helsing. Thank you very much. Dude, they released some press shots for him when he was promoting Wolverine, (laughs) and they had him scaling down the side of a build. Oh, it was. My goodness. They pulled all the licenses back. They started their own studio. They started the planning. They did the master plan. So they've right. got the things. They're putting in the hooks. So even if it takes a while to get there, they're still going to have the hooks to go back oh, to. Yeah. There's, yeah. They're well, still, they're all making their money back. Yeah. They're also, they're going to have the funding to go forward. I think that's much better to what DC is doing. DC is still on this whole license thing yeah. where they've got this, this Superman they're going to have this Wonder Woman. They've got Maybe. this Batman. Maybe. When they do JLA, they're, they've already said it's a it's going to be a, its own universe. Right. Right. It's not going to touch any and maybe other movies. That wor- maybe that works and, in comic books. Maybe it works. Maybe alternate universes work in mm-hmm. comic books. They do not necessarily work in the movies. We're too it's simple. Not the American yeah. public. Americans are too simple. <laughs> Wait, what? You no. switched one Mainstream Woman? America, not geek circles that listen to well, podcasts. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mainstream America uh, is too right. simple. But they, they but if they, they need somebody like Oprah to get them on Twitter and tell them what to read. Okay? Oh Lord, have mercy. To make the, and the, the cash, follow, they got to yeah. write to the lowest common they, denominator. They, so. yeah. they have to, yeah. <laughs> and I and I'm going to say this. I'm I'm still grieving the Wonder Woman movie mm, that yeah. would have had the Joss, weed, the script. Oh, oh, the that would have had Joss, and it would have had Morena Baccarin from Firefly. Ooh, Morena is would wondering. she not have rocked it? Well, she would have rocked the house <laughs> because I mean, I get goosebumps still thinking of it, and I know it's not going to happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> Because I was like, oh, nobody can. They can't do Wonder Woman. Joss is going to do it. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> well, no, no, they won't find their. Oh, really, Inara? Oh my God! <laughs> and then I mean, yeah, killed it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and this is the part that you know, this is the part that that that, that scares me. Is you know, are we going to have lowest common denominator superhero films coming out? Because you know, because I think they can be better. Mm-hmm. Films like Watchmen have you know to me say look these these movies can be intelligent right to some extent you know i i, I think iron man iron man i would i was, think was fantastic. i think iron, i think iron man was very intelligent yes. so was so, mm-hmm. now i will say i will say this i will say that um i thought it was interesting what what what, what hutch uh, uh jc hutchins had to say about dark knight he said that he did not like it but then he was also saying it was not a good superhero movie but it was a fine crime saga mm. Mm. I see where he's coming from with that because Nolan I think is playing it more for the crime saga element right. mm-hmm. but in my opinion you still got a guy in a costume yeah. so it's a comic book well, there, and there's a big debate within City of Heroes and, and different players of, of being a quote unquote superhero and then the dark hero or the you know I'm not a villain I'm a dark hero and striding that line mm-hmm. and being darker and, and maybe that's, having and, and conflict may, yeah. internal and, struggle and maybe that, that works personality maybe that works in comic books but do do dark heroes you know since, since we're on the City of Heroes podcast do dark heroes work in a game setting like City of Heroes, or, or is it is it too much? Is it do you run into that problem where somebody does something heroic but then stabs somebody back and goes what? Oh, 
wasn't me. Yeah. It was the dark hero, you know. Right. Ooh, it was my darker side coming out. Ooh. Well, and in my and we we had um, a guy that we gamed with for a long time that spent a lot of time in City of Villains. I've played in City of Villains. It's because City of Heroes came first. City of Villains was the expansion where you could go be a dark hero. Right. And he always said, "No, you have to come play. You're a dark hero. You're not a villain. You're not committing crimes. You're just preventing crimes in a different way." Well, so I would go over there, right. and you're and you're <laughs> you're stealing drugs from this bad guy, so you can sell them yourself. And you're instead of yes. um, instead of protecting the bank from a bank robber, you're robbing the bank. And so they find these ways to justify. Well, but it's to do this good event, or instead of is rescuing the, someone from is the rent in city of villains like uber cheap, but the insurance I, really I high. I don't. And there's always this big justification about it. To me, you're robbing a bank. You're robbing a bank. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's called city of villains. You are a villain. And when I read the storyline. To me, it's crime. But a lot of that line's going to blur even further because now we have the going rogue where you can swap sides. And yeah, but I mean, you can become a double agent. And again, now, now you see, now here's, here's where I call shenanigans because it's like, look, <laughs> if you're robbing a bank, like you said, if you're robbing a bank, you're robbing a bank. Right. Now, that's my point of if view. If you're robbing a, if you catch somebody robbing a bank and you punch the superhero, you, and you punch the supervillain out and you take him to jail, then you're a superhero. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> If you punch the supervillain and he goes to the ground, you pick the guy up and you punch him again, and you punch him a third and a fourth time until his face is hamburger, and then you leave him not to take him to the hot, not not to take him to the not to take him to to the uh, to, to the jail, but you wait for the for the ambulance to show up so you can so that he can pick him up and go to the hospital, and you lie to them and go, "I found him this way." Then you're being a dark hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that I could, that I could. If you're taking the bag of money and running off with it, you're a villain. Well, that's the other. That's what we have here. You beat up the villain who's robbing the bank. You beat him to a pulp. You leave him there, but you grab the bag and then you're then then (laughs) then you know what you are. You're not a super villain. You're a punk. You're a a smart ass. And that's and that's when I pull out my superhero. (laughs) Tell me something, punk. And all the excitement. I don't know if I got off five shots or six. So, do you feel lucky? Do you? <laughs> so you said that that. Wait, no, I, th- I, th- I think I think the line is I think I only shot no I, I wasn't sure if I took, got off four shots or only five. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I do not wish. Look, I'm it's sorry. Too as, late. People no, are already I, no. As tough as Chuck, they've Norris already commented. Is, it's too late. Yeah, I know. But you know, as far as Chuck <laughs> Norris is concerned, I know that you know everyone says the world is calibrated by the toughness of Chuck Norris. Mm-hmm. Chuck Norris quakes in fear of Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Okay. It's entirely I, possible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but as badass as Chuck Norris is, Eastwood will always be the heavenly father, the patron saint of badass. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm just going to say that. Philo Beto does eat pain like it's candy. Philo Beto. Any which way Belus go. Man, I got that. I got that obscure reference, and I'm like, you're going there. I want to watch this. I want to watch knew, this whole thing unfold. You knew that character's name. What was the monkey's name? Clyde. 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 Right turn, Clyde. I'm getting disdain over freaking monkey, really? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I forgot. Guys and monkeys. Oh, wait. Excuse me. Excuse me. He wasn't a monkey. He was an orangutan. Pray for me. I think that is a good uh, good point for us to wrap up. Wait, (laughs) except I want you to pimp your shiz. Oh, you want me to pimp my shiz, yo? Okay. Don't ever let me. (laughs) Oh, stewardess, I speak jive. Um, you know, well, the funny thing is that my City of Heroes stuff really, or rather my city, my fascination with City of Heroes and Watchmen has nothing to do with my, with my shiz. Um, <laughs> That's okay. But, uh, but yes, um, I am the author of all of Twitter. 
And uh, I'm also the host of a brand new podcast. It should be coming out, if not, uh, depending on when this is when this is posting, relatively soon. It's called Birdhouse Rules. Ten minutes on Twitter with T. Morris, and uh, you can find out more about that at either allatwitterbook.com or birdhouserules.com. Then there's tmorris.com, uh, musings of a writer, along with links to my podcasts. And there is also imaginethatstudios.com, which is my professional. Uh, persona. Yeah, I do have one of those, believe it or not. <laughs> and um, I think that about ra- I think that about wraps it up. And oh yeah, and as far as uh, if you want to hear superhero prawn, uh, <laughs> that's eroticaalacarte.com yes. under the under the chef name of uh, Philippa Ballantyne, who was gracious <laughs> enough to let me uh, have a little fun and um, and write uh, the first the first ever uh, superhero prawn for. Mm-hmm. The- <laughs> Erotica a la carte. First so of many, I'm sure. Right. Oh dear, I hope not. <laughs> and when I know I do admit, I do admit, I wouldn't mind going back to that universe. Maybe not for the prawn, but, right. but definitely I yeah. want to go back to that universe. Because it was a fun universe that I made up. <laughs> well, when I know that I'm not gonna see you for a stretch, then I'll listen so I can make <laughs> eye contact with you again <laughs> right. the next time I see you. I, and I'll be able to tell because you'll be you'll be you'll, you'll I'll, I'll, I'll be oh, blushing yeah. and I'll be blushing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably yeah, already starting to blush just at the <laughs> whole thing. But I also want to say that T. Morris wrote Moravi. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Let's let's list those. Let's list the fiction. Uh, well, there's there's Moravi, which I um, which I, I co-wrote with Lisa Lee, but I produced the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, you can and you can find Moravi at Moravi.com. I did get mm-hmm. Moravi.com back, uh, so Moravi.com or .net, either one will work. Um, there's also uh, the Bill about Batting's Mysteries. Yes. Uh, the Case of the Singing Sword is available both as a podcast and in print, just like Moravi. Uh, the uh, the sequel. Uh, ironically, both sequels, Legacy of Moravi and uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the Case of the Pitcher's Pendant, both of those are not available as podcasts. They are available in print from Dragon Moon Press. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my fiction goes, uh, you can find me, um, let's see, uh, I wrote the, the short story Miles to Go Before I Sleep for Seventh Son Obsidian. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there's Erotica a la carte, as I mentioned earlier. I'm supposed to be writing something for PG uh, PG Holyfield for oh. the Murder of Avalon Hill nice. anthology. anthology. But I, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm going to write. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have to figure that one out. And then there's the uh, the the highly publicized from Pitt Valentine, the highly publicized <laughs> books and brawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The plan for that, and this is going to be an interesting experiment. The plan for that is that Pip and I are going to finish this adventure. We're then going to uh, podcast it, just the two of us. We're Fantastic. going to supply all the voice, mm-hmm. voices. We're going to do some effects, but we're going to keep the production level to just the two of us. Right. Mm-hmm. Reason why is because the first, maybe maybe first episode or first two episodes are going to be for free. Mm. After that, we're going to ask people a buck an episode, mm-hmm. and if not, a, and, and and if you buy the whole season of mm-hmm. Books and Brawn, which will be the first book, if you buy the whole season of Books and Brawn, there'll be a discount. Mm. Now. How are we going to do that? We haven't quite figured that out. <laughs> but it's one thing at a time. We want to finish the story first. And as a matter of fact, that's yeah. what I'm going to do when I when I get when I get back home. Is uh, take a breath, get something to drink, like a like a swig of tea, uh-huh. and then I'm going to <clears throat> um, get get online and start uh, start start hammering out a few words. We'll see how it goes. Well, and I'm going <laughs> to speak to Moravi because I just finished listening to the podcast. It's a fantastic swashbuckling. Think pirates. Think. Kick-ass storytelling. Think fantastic characters. Mm-hmm. I describe it to people as Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon meets Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah, that's, that's it's that's, fantastic. Yeah, it and is. I'm not a swashbuckler type of girl. Really, and I absolutely loved it. Really, 
Really? Absolutely. I, I pictured you a swashbuckler. I nah. Better the swash, better the nah. buckler. I'm winchy. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Similar to the Bergerac, and you're not a swashbuckler? I'm not a pirate swashbuckler kind of gal. Oh, okay. Okay, you're more of the musketeer type. Musketeer. I, 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 swoon f- I swoon for musketeers. Yeah, I do. Ah, there we go. Okay. But I, it's fantastic. And Chooch, yeah. you I can just speak finished to Bill Babetting the Case of the Singing Sword last week. I mm-hmm. finally read it. And, so uh, give a little base of what it is, because it's, it's a unique twist. <laughs> it's a very unique twist. <laughs> that one I would describe as the Lord of the Rings and Mickey Spillane wrote it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm good at these elevator pitches. That's yeah. what I'm famous for. Yeah. yeah. I'm famous for. It's. It's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a noir detective story, but with a dwarf. With a dwarf. Yeah. And if you want to hear the elevator pitch for Books and Brawn, I, I describe that as steampunk CSI. Nice. <laughs> See, guys, nuggets. That's what we give you. Nuggets of brilliance. See? But as far as Watchmen, um, basically just, just, picture, uh, just picture the JLA written by William Faulkner. You know, they're they're superheroes, but they're all dysfunctional. (laughs) True story. Nice. But thanks a lot for having me on the podcast, guys. This this has been 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 a fun fun time, and I realized that I probably went way over your limits. Oh, we've done three-hour episodes. Oh, okay. They shut it off if they get tired of it. Don't worry. That works. That works. Thank you, T. Thank you. This podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or City of Heroes. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes.